Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Last podcast, uh, Daniel just went on a complete rampage. Uh, I'm sorry, I had over, so many words bottled up. Took over the uh, the podcast completely. So let's go through all of our uh, nuance type things that we normally talk about. First and foremost, if you're not following us on the Insta, make sure you check us out at DIY.money. That's DIY.money. Some cool things going on over there. The tribe, the DIY tribe up in Facebook world is rocking and rolling. Um, that's a lot of fun. And I encourage you to check that out. Uh, and then finally, if you are, what else we got? <laughs> I don't know, what else we got? YouTube. We're working on that. What's going on with We're YouTube? We're working on YouTube. We're getting the YouTube channel live. We're going to be putting the videos up there. Uh, Video's not our strong point, but it's becoming. Not yet. 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 It's not yet our strong point. It will become our strong point. So, And oh, by the way, if you are wanting to get into the, the groove of the podcast and uh, participate with our uh, callers, you go ahead and send us an audio question to podcast at diymoney.org. That's podcast at diymoney.org. Just shoot your question on your smartphone and uh, send it off via email. We'll stick it in the queue. And if we use it, we'll send you $25 in Amazon gift cards. That was easy. Now, we've got a great question uh, this week from Nancy from Nova. I don't know where Nova is, but anyways, that's what she says. Nancy from Nova. Uh, I'm assuming that's Nova Scotia, maybe? Nova or Northern Virginia? Oh, yeah. No, that's, yeah, probably Nova. Where's I feel like in Denver, they call Lodo. Okay. Lower Denver. It would have been cool if something. it was Nova Scotia. Can we just pretend? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what does a Nova Scotian accent sound like? I don't know. She's called Nova Scotia. Anyways, um, Nancy actually sent in two, four, six, eight questions. Uh, they're all good, actually. All these questions were great. And so we might have a Nancy from Nova marathon at some point. It would be video, though. So there you go. Uh, Nancy from Nova, the marathon video. Let us know what Nova is, though, Nancy. Let us know what Nova is. We're probably both wrong. Yeah, she'd be like, duh, it's uh, northern, I don't know. I got got nothing. All right, without further ado, Nancy, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, Quint, Daniel, and your intern. I love DIY Money, and I'm just so excited to get to send in some questions. I've read your book, and just so you know, I have Fast Cash, three months of rainy day fund, and making margin. We have a mortgage and a second mortgage that we could pay off now with our rainy day fund. But the question today is, how big should an expense be before you accrue for it? I know this is just a rule of thumb question, but wanted your opinions. Thanks. All right. Uh, I got to admit, that was humbling. Nancy, thank you so much for all of the wonderful comments. And she read the book, DIY Money, the book on Amazon. And she's got all the she's got all the uh, vocab down. She knows what she's talking about. So this is actually an interesting question because I have not thought about this. I have done this instinctually, and I'll give you my two cents on that. But I've not thought about it from the standpoint of a dollar amount. So let's hear what Daniel has to say, and then I'll add my two cents. Go ahead, Daniel. Yeah, this is a huge DIY money move. Um, and this is kind of when you really get to the point where you have things in order and you're talking about accruing for future expenses— 
That's awesome. Uh, for those who aren't uh, maybe tracking or following along, uh, what Nancy's talking about is when you've got all these sort of immediate financial goals figured out, but you know that sort of down the road, you're going to have stuff that comes up, expenses that come up that might be big things, car, uh, house maintenance, weddings, down payments for houses, things like that. Uh, you know, you sort of build up a savings account or an investment account for those. Uh, we kind of talked about that a little bit in our last episode uh, when we used Betterment in the past for our auto uh, savings and then decided not to do that for future auto savings. You'll have to listen to that episode to find out why. But uh, you can also do that for smaller things, uh, a vacation, a trip coming up, etc. So how do I, uh, and I'm just going to speak from my perspective because I think it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. But usually the sort of the threshold that I look at as far as whether or not I start accruing uh, for a particular goal or expense is whether or not when that expense comes up, it's going to impact the monthly budget in any type of significant way. So for instance, we have a line in our monthly budget that's just, we call it future expenses. Some people would call it miscellaneous. It's sort of a, in our minds it's spent, but we set it aside and we use it as a sinking fund is I think what Ramsey calls it. Uh, you know, it goes into an account and it's just that extra. So on months when we need to spend a little bit more than, than we think, or something comes up or we want to do something, it's just, it's our miscellaneous. It's just there. It's just money that in our minds is spent, but we can use it if it's in the account and it's there. Uh, so we have that kind of line item. And if it's more than that amount, then we actually add it into our budget as a line item. So what you do is you put a line item in your budget and it's car, car payment, whatever. And you put that into a savings account. And as that builds up, then eventually that meets the price that you want to pay for a new to you car. And you go out and you buy the car with the cash that's in the account. Now, we commonly think about doing that for these big things, but you can do it for a weekend away, uh, you know, a $800 weekend away um, that might take, you know, some of us two months, three months to save up for. It might take some of us 12 to 18 months to save up for because you put it as a line item in your budget. Your budget still has to be zero at the bottom, but you put it as a line item in there and you accrue into an account or into a place that, that, that you uh, feel comfortable with that amount every month. And until that meets that amount, you don't go out and spend that money. Would Monsieur care for another bottle of the Chateau Latou? Uh, yes, but no more 1966. Let's splurge. Bring us some fresh wine, the freshest you've got this year's no more of this old stuff we oui, monsieur he doesn't realize he's dealing with sophisticated people here uh what is that dollar threshold again you have to look at your budget if your monthly budget if your income line item is on the smaller side then that threshold is probably going to be smaller because it won't take much to sort of um derail the budget for the month does that make sense if you're she can't answer she can't answer that <laughs> Yes. Felt like I was having a conversation with you, Nancy, and then I realized you're not here. Yes. If the revenue side is higher, you know, let's compare and contrast a budget that, you know, has $2,000 of income per month versus, say, a budget that has $10,000 income per month. Well, a $500 line item on a $2,000 income is going to kind of derail, right, uh, the sort of budget for the month. Not derail, but I mean, it's pretty significant, 25% of the budget for the month, right? A $500 line item expense on a $10,000 a month income, if everything else is kind of in order, shouldn't really direct. Like you can move stuff around probably. If you don't have debt and you've saved up fast cash and you have your emergency fund, you probably have, you know, margin in that budget that if a $500 expense came up for your car maintenance or something, you have room in there that you could do it. So a lot of it is relative. 
to that income. For me, I just look at my budget and go, when I want to spend this money, is it going to make me just throw the whole budget out the window? If so, then I have a savings account for it and I set up a month to month payment that goes into that account and I wait till that account balance matches the expense that I want to spend. Okay. Um, it's very I very technical. Sorry. No, it was very good. I thought long and hard about this because I've not thought about this from a dollar amount perspective. And so I thought to myself, how do I do it? And the reality is I have accrued, I have put on a list and I'll go through them here shortly. Any annual expense that I find annoying. And I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. If, if I in the past have gotten a bill in the mail that I may have forgotten about, I didn't put properly on the budget, and I was like, oh, this is annoying. And one that Daniel will have some humor in and know exactly what I'm talking about was my auto registration. I hate auto registration. I don't know why it's annoying to me. And for the longest time, for whatever reason, my plates weren't right or something, I couldn't do it online. At least I can do it online now. But I was that guy who proverbially never got it done in time because I just Not was proverbially afraid. actually actually and yeah there's no proverbial <laughs> about it I never got it done in time and I mean I think one time you got it for me and it was just awful it's just horrible the reality is what it was is I didn't like having that money come out of my budget so anything that was basically annoying on an annual basis I have started to accrue my list is as follows I accrue home insurance property taxes it's because we don't escrow we don't have a mortgage I accrue my auto insurance insurance payments. I have an umbrella policy. I accru- I'm looking at these literally on my sheet right now. I accrue our life insurance policies. I accrue and I pay up front for a year. All of the fertilizer, I'm a lawn guy uh, and I don't do it. So I pay uh, for all of the, um, uh, what do you call it? The fertilizer and pesticides and all that crap that we put on our lawn to make it beautiful. I accrue that because it's a big amount, but I pay it once a year. And then finally, our auto registration. Outside of that, I also accrue Christmas, which I've talked about and written about, and I accrue vacations. So I accrue that total amount. I lump it all together. I divide by 12 and I put it in an account. I literally, I don't earmark each individual one. Um, I, I bring it into my checking account and I sweep it over to another account. And then anytime I have a bill like that come due or we pay for Christmas or vacation, I sweep it back and I pay it accordingly. One of the other reasons I have never found these apps that people are talking about, budgeting apps and all the rest of this stuff, appropriate because I don't know any app that is going to know what I should accrue or how to accrue, et cetera. They're going to tell me, I don't know. I guess I could build expenses in. I don't know. Progress. flippity flabbity floobity flubble But nonetheless, that's how I do it. It is not a dollar amount. I'm looking at this. Our umbrella policy is $256.78 a year. So that's how low that accrual is, $21.40 a month, um, all the way up to property taxes, which is the most. Um, and, and that, obviously, I'd want to accrue if you're paying a mortgage and you're accruing them already or you're escrowing them already, you're already doing that. So ultimately for me, it's not a dollar amount. It's more about annoyance and what I want to have at the ready. The other thing I'll end on is a question she asked, which is a very quick one. I didn't bring it out, but she said, what's the difference between fast cash and accruals? This was, again, was one of her eight questions, which I thought was great. Fast cash to me is simply the money that I have sitting idle that kind of an emergency pops up that's not really an emergency. It's more of an annoyance. Uh, I had to get new tires the other day, two new tires. I didn't get all four. They tried to sell me all four. I didn't get all four. Um, And I think it was... 
400 some odd dollars. I used fast cash for that. I used, I didn't hit the budget. I didn't hit the emergency fund. I just used the fast cash. Um, I put it in the bank and then, and then used my debit card. I didn't want to give them cash. Uh, but nonetheless, that's what I use that for. So I keep it separate. I do not keep it the same. So nonetheless, those were great questions, Nancy. We really appreciate it. We'll be sending you $25 e-card from Amazon. And again, if you're new to the show, all she did uh, was to send us eight individual questions, which we'll get to. I love every single one of them. They're great. So we'll get to each other. I'm not so sure we're going to send you $25 Amazon card for each every single one, Nancy. But, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Yes. You've been listening to uh, DIY Money. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.